Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. everybody thank you for tuning into the show again this is the pod bay door you can find us on itunes now uh podcasts at the pod bay door as well as the pod bay door youtube channel or try out the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps to download current and past episodes please hit subscribe and download thank you so much for doing that uh a quick hello to Tom and Ryan and the crew at uh, Tropical Smoothie on Las Vegas Boulevard, uh, without whom uh, I would not survive throughout the week. Um, this is Jamie, and with me, of course, is Adam. What's going on, guys? And behind the scenes today is our producer and tech, Sam. How you doing, Sam? Hey, how you guys doing? All right. Hey, folks, we, we love the comments and show suggestions. Uh, we have a couple, actually, um, uh, f- uh, regarding last week's show. Uh, Steve... 096 wrote, and I think this is directly to Adam. I think Adam is all wrong about Thanks. Resident Evil 7. Uh, it was great, uh, the best of the series. Adam. Yeah, well, everybody's entitled to their own, own opinion. Uh, that's great. <laughs> Steve uh, 096, go back and rewatch Resident Evil Apocalypse. That's the best of the series. It introduces all the classic stars, characters, it introduces the liquors, some of the cooler zombies. Uh, yeah, watch that one. <laughs> and it also has the iconic shot from the game, too, where it shows the uh, riot helmet gear and the zombies hitting towards that direction. Right, right. Also, one of the best City. part. Right. Yeah, in Raccoon right. City. Yeah. Well, as I said earlier, the only comment I have, because I have not seen Seven, so it's unfair for me to talk about it. However, the seventh of anything is rarely the best of a series. So, uh, so I got to go with Adam. But uh, hey, Steve uh, 096, thank you so much. Um, uh, Oaktown94 wrote. Uh, Raiders have a home. Stay out of Vegas, uh, Oaktown. I, I, you know what? I agree with you. And as as I got some comments on uh, last week's show, uh, a lot of people do agree. Um, it's. Uh, I don't think it's the right time. I don't think there ever will be a right time. Um, we have. Uh, we're gonna, you know, dip our toe in the water with hockey, but um, I do agree. I think Raiders. Um, uh, uh, should should stay in Oakland or at least stay in the California area. Uh, uh, what do you think, guys? Uh, I'm betting that um, probably hockey might open the door for a future team to come in, but uh, for now I don't think it's the right time. Uh, I agree, too. I think the, uh, the the idea of having hockey first, you know, as a warm start to see how see it goes. How it goes yeah. You know, because you got to see the, the repercussions and also see how the fan base works out. So you guys yelled at me about this, but, uh, you know, I've grown up in Nevada my whole life, and hockey's really not been a huge part on the West Coast for me, and, and you both <laughs> kind of were like, oh, hockey on the West Coast has a huge following. Uh, this is going to be great. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. What do you think? Well, you know, I, 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 I definitely think that um, uh, it's going to be good, but any sport, you know, involves the the the, the – it's a it's a fickle nature here in Las Vegas, um, and it's transient. Yes. It's still transient. We do have a wonderful uh, set of communities here, but unfortunately, um, I, I don't know if there's about their sports inclinations. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to split a season ticket uh, package and, and see what happens. I'm a Blackhawk fan, so. Um, uh, I want to see, you know, I, I love glass love seats. I love to watch to town, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's the whole point of 
Yeah. Hey, you know, we have fights in town all the time. We might as well put them, you know, on camera and, you know, invisible. And, and, the, and that's just the audience. Um, but uh, back to the Raiders. You know what? A lot of people haven't even discussed this, but the $750 million uh, hotel tax uh, uh, appropriation has already been um, uh, approved. approved. Yeah. So, I mean, we, the taxpayers are... are um, Panker in, Stadium that we're not sure. Well, but we still get the 750. We still get the 750 million, which can be reappropriated for some other project. But see, here's the deal: the Oakland's lease with Alameda Stadium is through 2018, not breakable. No matter who Mark Davis is, he's not going to break that. So they're not coming here for next season anyway. Yep. So, so regardless of the fact that the Raider deal may be dead. Um, uh, they're, they're not going to be here until 2019, the soonest. I mean, they still got to build a stadium. So, yeah, they still build the stadium. You know, which which can be done quickly. I mean, the, the new T-Mobile Stadium here in Las Vegas went up pretty quickly. It it. Um, sorry to interject. No. The stadium did go up. T-Mobile Arena did go up quickly. But what they don't calculate from the aspect of people that are setting up and striking down, like the crewmen, like everyone else in the industry. They didn't calculate the loading dock or the bay area, so you know what I mean? Like all the big trucks that come in. Because mm-hmm. that back road that we Super all take, right there. That is our, that is our, that's their spot, you know what I mean? To take in and out for the big semi-trucks. But now it's all jammed up because everyone from Uber to Lyft is taking that same spot. So now it takes longer for people to sit up and break down all the equipments because uh, my brother works for uh, MGM Corporation, and he deals with that all the time. And he said, like, it's one of the biggest nightmares ever. It's a set up and break down that area. Well, I mean, they put up the T-Mobile Arena right in the middle of downtown, right? Oh. So, like, you know, they have yeah, to, it's not fun to get to. to get in and out of that, <laughs> nope. that, that cramped, crowded spot. And that's, you know, that's a, you know half the problem with getting a new stadium in town is where are we going to put it? Well, and that that was the to get in and out of. Yeah, that was the linchpin to to uh, charging for parking in Las Vegas. Those lo- those of us that are here and are veterans, uh, that was a terrible move and makes it so difficult. But the the T-Mobile and uh, Golden Knights, I think, were the, the the absolute keystone to that whole project. Now we're paying for parking. Not happy. Yep, everywhere we go. Not happy. Yeah. Hey, one last thing. Um, article written out of Oakland, uh, local newspaper there. Uh, the one phrase that stuck out to me, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, and I agree with this. The big quote was, "The Raiders deserve better." And you know what? I agree. Um, they deserve. They have a great history. Uh, they have uh, a great team. And uh, you know they're still going to be major market and competitive. Uh, so I, I, I think, you know, let's uh, let's let's give them. A, uh, a hand up and say, you know, maybe you should stay there and, and be the be the Raiders that everybody knows. I, I agree with that because, I mean, it's, it's their known spot. It's where they come from. It's, you know, it's, it's where the blood, sweat, and tears came from. To suddenly just to relocate it to Vegas, it doesn't seem right, especially for a fan. Like, if you were a fan, you are born and raised in that culture, you want to take your kids there to that culture and stay there and appreciate it for what, it's, what it is, you know what I mean? Right, the story right. franchise of the Raiders. All right, let's bring this over to uh, the Chargers fans. How do you think they feel? Oh, they're they're doing. Oh man, yeah. well, San hurting. Diego may be on the list. I, I don't know. I mean, this is obviously big business. So, but uh, San Diego may may sneak in there and snatch up the Raiders. Just like the whole Ram situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, uh, uh, the, we're going to do the, 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 some Las Vegas uh, news here. Uh, Calling it the Las Vegas Three. Three, uh, three things that happened over the week. Um, Adam, you mentioned the Golden Knights. Um, their owner, 
uh, made a great statement. He's, he's, t- he's capitalizing on this Raider situation and says the Golden Knights will now be Las Vegas' local team. Uh, and because the Raiders can't and won't, we're going to be the local boys um, and for everybody to cheer for. And um, uh, so what do you think about that? I don't know. Can can hockey be a this a sunny Las Vegas's <laughs> local team? Um, you know, I've never had a team in Vegas to root for. Um, so yeah. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this could be it. Um, you know, a lot of things are going against it. Um, the name, the colors, nobody really understands that. But uh, yeah. you know, it could bring us together as a as yeah. a sports community. Well, I didn't get the memo on the Golden Knight thing. What? What? When did that happen? They they had a did they have a contest? I forget how exactly it went, but they okay. had like three names that they were going to choose from. Okay. And uh, Sam, do you remember what they were? I believe it was the Silver Knights, the Golden Knights, and um, the third one I don't remember, but I do remember the the whole issue was that um, when it did lock down for the Golden Knights, there was a college. Um, I forgot what level of college it was, but it was a basketball team that already owned the name, so they had to go and take it to court to fight to get the name back once again huh. it was such a nightmare but well, then again you think about it it does it's very vegas for us to try and figure out a name make the whole situation a big cluster but it eventually works out well gold may work for vegas but silver is nevada's yeah yeah you know, mineral well, of you know history so. right I, I would have. It would have been interesting yeah. having the silver and black and silver. The whole thing. That yeah, I mean. Maybe that's why they. Well, maybe so cross marketing, but, uh, but uh, well, I, you know, good for them. Uh, I'm gonna go see them, and yeah, uh, looking forward to some good, uh, uh, some good, um, good games there. But uh, I actually, heard um, on the way here, driving here, mm-hmm. they're showing on the radio that this Tuesday they're doing a 24-hour open house. We can go in, check out the T-Mobile Arena, and uh, the season ticket holders can actually sit in their seats already. And what they'll do for the next 24 hours from 8 a.m. Tuesday to 8 a.m. Wednesday is every hour they're going to give away tickets. So that sounds like a pretty good deal, you know what I mean? Not bad. A little open house. Hey, come see what we have. Mm -hmm. See if it interests you. I'm sure if I was to be there and see it physically and touch it, I'd be enticed easily. Because, I mean, hockey has a little bit of everything. You can bring your family. It's a good sport to see people compete. Plus, who doesn't like, you know, fun sports with side a little bit of violence when it comes to the fighting part? That's right. That's right. Well, hopefully they'll have uh, uh, hockey cheerleaders. We're doing that now? Hot, <laughs> hot chicks on the same ball? Yeah. No? Yeah? No, what if right. they fall? Oh, <laughs> I don't care. Just roll them past on the Zamboni. That's fine. Yeah, you'll have your $40 beer and a hot dog. Uh, all right. Now, uh, Mayweather McGregor. The debacle. White. The debacle. Now, now, unfortunately, Mayweather is a is a uh, is a. Uh, he's too visible here. I've actually I've actually seen Floyd uh, at Popeye's Chicken not once, not twice, three times. I don't know why. I must live near him. I don't know. But uh, oh my gosh! Unfortunately, both Mayweather and McGregor act like assholes. Now I understand. I understand completely. They have to have a certain level of bravado. That's yes. the business they're in, the and that's the marketing, right? Persona. And, and then, of course, you know, uh, not a distant third, a real close third up to first is Dana White. Um, so I don't know. After the uh, the uh, after the Fertitas sold um, the uh, uh, the whole UFC franchise, I don't know what his role is, but. Uh, I, 
I don't. I'm a boxing fan. I grew up watching Ali. I grew up watching Frazier and all the good ones. And I'm going to say something that no one is going to like listening. I don't know. I don't know about my co-hosts here, but boxing has a style. It, it, it is cool. It is still cool. It may not have the numbers, but it is still cool. It has history. It has style. I think the UFC, I think MMA lacks that. I'm not going to get into all the problems and the brutality issues and everything else. It is a giant marketing machine, but I think that's where the initial difference is. It lacks a certain style. And I don't want to see the crossover. I don't care who it is, but unfortunately I do care in the fact that Mayweather is not a good representative for the boxing community. He's amazing. He's going to go down in the annals of history, but I don't want to see this. I will turn it off. I won't even think about it. Don't you think that this fight will revitalize boxing? And don't you think that they they claimed that multiple times. Remember the Pacquiao and Mayweather supposed to revitalize boxing? Here's the thing. Uh, I want to. I know you guys might not like this, but I'm a hybrid fan of both. I actually enjoy both of them. I appreciate boxing for its finesse, its dance, its its ensemble. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of culture behind it. It's just years and years of built-in generations of boxings, like the the lineage that's hand down from one family to another. There's a lot back there, but also UFC. I, I agree on the point that there's a lot of bells and whistles. There's a lot of fighting too, but um, I felt like nowadays, ever since uh, the sold to UFC. It feels very watered down because, like in the past month and a half, they've shown UFC Fight Night for free now, like at least three or four times. And I got to the point where I will record and watch it, but I don't watch the full fight anymore. It, it, it sits on my DVR for two hours, and I can bring it down to about half an hour. I, I feel like back in the day, remember when uh, we used to purchase UFC? It was like only once in a while, fifty bucks, and everyone comes over to your house. They bring the money or they bring food to help pay towards it, <laughs> right. and you watch it together as a big group. But now it's, a, it's there's so many fights now. You're like, oh, I miss this one. That's fine. I'll wait a couple of weeks. There's another one coming up, anyways. It does seem like they have a fight every week. With, yeah, you know, yeah, no. a big card. I or, agree. Yeah, I, I, it's a bit saturated. I think. Yes. You yes. Know, and they've been trying to, you know, infuse the uh, the, the the female um, combatants and. The Rousey thing, I think, went so badly that that I, I think people lost their taste for it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't watch that particular section of it, but I don't think anybody wants to see. I think everybody assumes that McGregor is going to win because Mayweather does not have the skills with the remainder of his body. He's got the eyes, he's got the head, he's got the hands and, and arms, but below the waist, you know, and you know, I think it's going to go badly. I don't think anybody wants to see him lose because he's a representative of boxing. I think it's going to be, uh, and people are then going to say it's just for money. I don't care. See, uh, I, I don't think do it again. Yeah, I think at this point, there's been so much hype about the money and what it's worth that nobody wants to see the fight anymore. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, and M- McGregor. I, I don't think he's a good representative of, of UFC. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see Mayweather fight anymore no. because of the last fight with Pacquiao. Yes. Oh, and, and, yes. and then um, McGregor, he's just, I think people want to see him fight in the UFC. They don't think maybe he lacks the finesse for boxing, like you he, said. He does like the finesse for boxing, but the thing is with yeah. McGregor, um, I think the current situation is his ego got the best of him. So now he can't even be. Conor McGregor, the regular guy, he has to be yes, Conor that McGregor, guy all the time. that guy 24-7. Because like, oh, yeah. I follow some of these boxers and fighters on their Instagram, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell they 
they already turned up to, to 11, so they can't turn it back down to 9. They just have to stay there. Mm-hmm. And the situation with uh, McGregor and Mayweather is that it also goes deeper into the whole world of legalities and contract. Because UFC won't let him break the contract. And Dana White offered each guy 25 mil. And Mayweather, on the podcast or radio show, laughed at it. He's like, I'll pay for the fight myself because I don't make the money back on pay-per-view. Because Dana White wants to jump in and get a piece of that pie, right? And the thing is, you're not going to be able to get a much piece of that pie, especially when Mayweather's been doing this fight for so long. Like, he promotes himself. So there's no middleman he pays. So there's no way he's going to suddenly, you know, uh, kneel down Dana White and be like, okay, I'll give you guys a cut. It's like, no. Mayweather, mm-hmm. he's already his own ego trip. He's not going to back down at this point at all. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're all in agreement here uh, in the studio. Uh, but uh, let us know, folks. I mean, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing for Las Vegas. You know, it's huge dollars for us. But um, Oh, definitely. Like, if this fight was to take place, I can tell you right off the bat, oh, yeah. the transportation industry make a lot of money. The hotel reservation would go up. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, working for a limousine company, that Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, even the VIP guests couldn't get a room comped at all. Because the rooms were going for about... I think three to four grand a night, sure. and the tickets were ridiculous. Still. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, guys, let's let's move on. I, I know we'll talk about this again, but uh, uh, the the third thing in the Las Vegas three movie production, uh, Las Vegas. If if uh, for listeners that aren't in Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas is uh, is not just a burgeoning. I mean, it it is all roads seem to lead to Vegas for television, for 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 movies, for everything, um, including all of the prescription. Uh, uh, areas, uh, the uh, Netflix, the Hulus, the YouTubes. Um, one, I'm going to mention one that su- surprised me and it, and it kind of upset me, especially after what I think was the uh, uh, the Ghostbusters uh, failure, is the the Ocean's Eight. Now, do you mean the the reboots and, and then that kind of failure, or the? I, I just I, I Ghostbusters. I think there are certain films that shouldn't be rebooted. Because they were done right the first time. Just leave it alone. Like Back to the Future. Back to the leave Future. Leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. <sighs> Ghostbusters, leave it alone. You know, God rest his soul, Harold Ramis. Uh, you know, he, that, that was his vehicle. And, and what, a, what, a, what a great couple of films. And we all know them. Now, you know, Steven Soderbergh with his Oceans movies, um, it's now been done uh, twice well. I mean, you had your Frank Sinatra and Dean Martins. They were fantastic. Oh, classic. Yeah. Classic movie. Then you have your, your, your Pitt and your Clooney. Clooney. Yes. Well done. Great. And it was contemporary Las Vegas. Love to see sure. that. Uh, I'm a Julia Roberts fan, so I love the to see that. The whole cast. Sounds yeah, the whole cast. Um, but now I see Ocean's 8, and it is with an all-female Female cast. cast. Again, Melissa McCarthy. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant, wonderful comedian. She she needs to you know be concerned about getting pigeonholed into the same movie every time, but uh, no 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 no. Uh, but it's in production. They're 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 go- yeah, they're going to do it. There's there's no going back. Hollywood's falling in love with the female leads right now, so yeah. it doesn't surprise me at all that they're doing. There's all nothing wrong with female lead. I'm not saying that. Yeah yeah. But, but you know, don't overdo it. You know, and don't pigeonhole yourself, especially with Melissa McCarthy. Her her style. It's, it's also it's been, Sandra Bullock, by the way. It's been overdone. like, Because um, yeah. I have HBO, so I was checking out uh, Spy mm-hmm. and then The Boss. Mm-hmm. And I was watching, like, this is almost the same movie. Like, she does right. a couple gratuitous adult jokes, says a couple cuss words, and it's her falling. Thief? And then, boom, same thing again. I'm like, 
like the, the numbers in the box office should be stopping her, right? Like this shouldn't be going on. It's too well, much. All right, so she's like Adam Sandler back in the nineties. Like yes, box office yes. numbers don't stop it. it. Yes, it's funny to. Or even you know. Kevin Hart, like he, right. he sucked at that. Sure. That just category. And they come for a minute, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, well, you know, he's... I like Kevin. You know, he's doing okay. And, and he hooked up with Rock, with The Rock, so... Yeah. Um, uh, the Rock has... I don't, he, he doesn't have life. enough years left in his life to meet all of his obligations for films. So, so The Rock? Good, yeah, The Rock, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, my watch, God. I'll watch anything with The he'll, Rock. He'll uh, reboot any franchise. I think yeah. that's brilliant. And that's uh, and you know what? That's great. That's great. Although, picking up a Brendan Fraser franchise is interesting, but he, he he's nailed it. Yeah. Um, lastly, on the movie thing, uh, guys, I wanted to mention, because I said we talked about it a little bit uh, uh, last week. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I'm going to have to um, uh, relinquish my, my nerd card because I didn't realize that uh, the Marvel Universe, uh, the Avengers uh, saga, was going to include the Guardians. Uh, I saw the first production uh, piece that came across YouTube recently. And, um, oh my gosh, looks fantastic, by the way. Uh, but there was Chris Pratt, and I thought he was just there screwing around. He wasn't. <laughs> He's in the film. Uh, He's screwing around guy, in the film. Yeah, so, so, guys, you know more, I think, about the Marvel Universe than I do currently. Um, did you know? Did you know Guardians were going to be in? Or this no, was new to you, too? setting this up from day one with uh, the... the Infinity Stones, right? Yeah. They were said the Infinity Stones, but Guardians wasn't really in the plot yet sure. until they saw the numbers. Because at first, uh, the studio himself were iffy about James Gunn. Because here's the thing. His original script that he wrote, he rewrote it at least three or four times because he wasn't sure what they wanted. No, the no. only reason he stuck to his guns, you know, to say, was because of Whedon. Because Whedon read his script, and he's like, no more rewrites. Take this, film it, and you'll be fine. So thanks to, to Whedon's inspiration, we have this movie. Right. And also, side note, thanks to Whedon, we have Thor. Because when they were filming that movie, uh, the horror movie with uh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris oh. Hemsworth. Oh, the I got you. you. I forgot the name of that movie. Uh, um, oh, it's Black Hat. Cabin it was terrible. Woods. Don't even mention that. Huh? Cabin in the Woods, right? Was it Cabin in the Woods? The how? The oh yes, it was. It was all the sci-fi. With yeah. all the sci-fi <laughs> monsters. Yeah, yes, yeah, it was. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> so uh, Chris Hemsworth was actually trying out for for um, for Thor. He wasn't sure, and he's like, "Go for it, dude. You'll you'll get the role. Just go for it." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh man, Whedon is awesome. He <laughs> he gave us everything yeah. basically." And now we have Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I you know Whedon, uh, uh, he's I know somewhere some point he's going to bring back Serenity, and please oh, please, please do. do. Yeah, no kidding. You know I I, I hate to admit that, but because uh, Nathan Fillion and the, I, I the whole a, cast another amazing. another rumor that they might. Like hard reboot it, like with none of the original okay. cast. Right, they would still be in that universe. <sighs> okay, no, don't reboot right. it. You know, don't, I, don't do that to me, <laughs> please. Yeah, don't read. No, absolutely. I give, would take give anything. Alan Tudyk and and, uh, and yeah. uh, Nathan Fillion. No, don't reboot it. Uh, awesome side note: back at Burn Theaters, we did this little special premiere of sure. Firefly sure. of Serenity. Yeah, yeah we did a couple nights of uh, the movie, and was like on low key. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I I know this guy. Wait. Oh my gosh, it is him. Like, I was in shock. Cause I was like, was it Nathan Fillion? Uh, Whedon. Oh, uh, Josh Whedon. Okay. Yeah, he came out to Brent Theaters to do a QA for uh, nice. Serenity. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just in shock about this. Cause I was like, oh, yeah. whoa. Yeah, like this wasn't even on our list. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we did, a, we did a couple of movie premieres when we <coughs> could be in the theater business. Electra, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, a, a little, I think, 
not as fun a topic, but a huge topic <laughs> in Las Vegas. Um, we we have jumped on the bandwagon with uh, the marijuana issue. Um, uh, right now, the dispensaries are functioning. If they're open, the dispensaries are functioning only uh, as uh, medical use only. Uh, but soon, soon to be um, open uh, for business. Now, for recreational. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, we we passed the laws. We we followed suit. Um, I am. I, I I feel already in the studio that I am the dissenting opinion. So I'm not going to rail on because I made a promise. Uh, but but I'm going to bring up a few things. Um, I am not a, in favor of it. Uh, because of a few things, and, and, and many, I don't even think about this. I mean, we can talk about a nation of zombies. We can talk about it being a gateway drug, which I understand it is correlative, not causal. But that is still, the, but that's my first point. It is it, the data and the research has not been able to be done yet. We haven't had, uh, there was no reason to research it except on a, an, a, on an illegal basis. But the research now can be done, and we can, f we can s you know, finally get some numbers as to which it is going to be. Now, the other thing that people don't think about is it's a done deal. It is, it is going to be legal. It is, it is or going to be legal in, in probably every state. With some holdouts, I'm sure. But here's the deal. That being a foregone conclusion, it now joins the ranks of tobacco and alcohol. It's going to be marketed. It's going to be sold. It's going to, it's going to have Text. the same free market uh, position as, as those two and become the same problems as those two because of it. Alcohol is, is in many categories, the number one killer. Tobacco. Already, R.J. Reynolds, you know, finally put it on the package, and people still smoke. But it's going to join those. It's going to join the big two and be the big three, and I think that's a problem. Now, now the other problem uh, that, that a lot of people don't discuss is the influences, um, the mobs, the cartels, the this, the that, because uh, right now the supply is not in the United States. Not really, not yet. It will be. So... Adam, what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a touchy one, I guess. Um, you know, I think for Vegas and Nevada, the influx of, of money and taxing, you know, would be a benefit, especially to our schooling, to, uh, to, our, to our school education system that's at the lowest in the country. At the bottom, yeah. totem pole? Um, uh, I don't know. Millennials seem to be... Um, attracted to it more so than cigarettes, more so than alcohol. Um, you know, it's a major marketing factor. I notice it's not taboo anymore. You know, back in it used to be taboo, but also I've seen and heard stories where, like, you know, if it was to go mainstream, it might be a little easier for the the older generation, the older folks, to get a hold of it. Because for them to purchase it, say for their medical situation, no matter what it might be, the older, the, the yeah, the older guy, folks right? don't want to go through that hassle. So sometimes they'll be embarrassed, but they'll ask their grandkids or you know their niece or nephews, "Hey, can you help me out?" Because yeah. they don't want to go to, they don't want to be that person that has to go meet them at a shady Seven Eleven or McDonald's. You know what I mean? I think with the, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> where are you hanging out, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> not, not me personally. <laughs> 
for for the folks that do want to purchase it, I think they're gonna feel more comfortable knowing that they can go into a store and actually be educated on the situation, and then get whatever their preference is or whatever the ailment is. But I do agree with the fact that you know it'll be on the top three now. It'll be scrutinized or looked at closer. Well, you know, knowledge is power. Maybe the more it's looked at, the less you know we can be. You know, afraid of it, or uptight about uptight it, uptight about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hollywood has always been a proponent of it, uh, artists in general, sure. uh, and now you see it on primetime uh, major network sitcoms. Sure, you know, I mean, or the, podcasts. The, you know, look yeah. at podcasts. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's on. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean yeah, there there are podcasts dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll, we'll leave the subject. It's going to come up again, I, I know. Uh, Rob, be, yeah, be, because of me. But uh, um, I'll leave you with one thing. The United States is, is third in obesity. We are at the very bottom in education. And we are number one in alcohol deaths. Do we want this? to tack on to our already damaged reputations globally? Now, you guys don't have to answer. I know it's a tough question. But that, that's, that's, that's the question I think needs to be answered as soon as we get all the research in. Uh, but um, I'll let it go. Now, Adam, you brought up the millennials. We love to make fun of them. We love to make fun of their hats and their skinny jeans and their, and their beards. Um, dear God, let's get rid of the beards, guys. Let's, let's move on to a different... Uh, uh, area. I mean, goatees are fine, and and mustaches. You know, if you want to look like a, 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 you're in the movie Super Troopers, that's fine. But please get rid of the beards. It, 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 it I think it reflects <coughs> the millennial situation in general. Uh, I find it to be. Is it is it laziness to you? It is not laziness. It is it is trying to be different for different sake. It is not different. You're not fresh. You're not cool. You're not new. Uh, you know, and 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 the the whole tattoo thing, it, that's that's the same category. It's not new. You know, my father was in World War II. They all had a tattoo sure. of an anchor on their forearm. Sure, sure. It's not new, guys. It's not new. And the beards, you know, if it's a personal style thing, and that's you, great. But but not not this army of people with yeah, the beards. Don't, don't do the beard just to be cool. And I don't care if they're well groomed. Right. You know, you, you're moisturizing stop your with beard the in the middle of your here, here's meal. Thing, here's the right? thing. Come on. <laughs> I think I think if you have a beard, you should own it, right? But don't tell me you're gonna have a beard, but then complain we get a splinter, or you know, you're you can't have a beard and be a wuss at the same time. It doesn't go hand in hand. No, no. Now it's manly and cool to have a beard. Uh, but I don't you, know. I don't know. Maybe it disappeared at some point. Like I don't know, John Wayne, and the old Wild West, and they all have beards. Oh no, John Wayne did. John no, John Wayne was. No. He might. I think he in his later latter half of his career, he had a mustache in it yeah. when he did a crime drama. But no, no official no, here. No. He's just, just just a tough guy, posterior. Like just he looked tough. Yeah. But he didn't, he didn't need facial hair. That's how manly he was. Yeah. He didn't need facial hair. <laughs> oh no, well, Steve, Steve, Steve McQueen, Gary Cooper, none. Uh, Eastwood. God, I don't remember. No, I don't, really I don't think he did. I don't think no. he so. Did. When did it become cool to wear a beard? What's that? When did it become cool? I, I don't know because I, girls have told me I, I can I, I will confidently say eight and a half out of ten girls don't like it they they they, they, they can, hate it they, they hate the scruffiness they can deal with uh, Keanu's uh, five o'clock shadow sure. and 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 the Chris Pratt's five o'clock shadow but that's all they want and they they'd prefer you shave anyway but, but the full on mountain man yeah. duck dynasty beard yeah but that aside that's a very surface level of what they are. <laughs> 
the marketing aspect of the of the millennials is is a is an amazing thing to me. Um, and and as we mentioned in in the previous episode, they they are now an, a driving force for major companies to market towards. However, the problem with the millennials is that they stick their toe in forty two different pools to try to figure out what they want, and then and ultimately never and never pick one. Yeah. They have they, they have no loyalty to to anything product based. They even will change the vernacular. The, the the everyday United States grammar. Everything is totes and soups and everything else. Oh, the yeah. shortcuts. And Why? yet they yeah. can't even stick with that. They make a new one every Shorty time. One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I heard one the other day. The thruple. Do you guys know what a thruple is? What the hell that is that? One? That is a romantic couple with three people. That that nice. sounds disgusting. The thruple sounds like something <laughs> that happens after bad Indian food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's on the Urban Dictionary right now. But see, the problem is, the problem is, I think what's happened is that an entire generation has lost their identity. They're they're desperately searching for some type of self-expression, and they have not. They they won't generate. They won't generate anything new. Nope. And therefore, all of our marketing campaigns are based on that. And they want to be recognized for their their uniqueness. Problem is, their uniqueness isn't defined, and they aren't unique. Yeah, how how many people can be unique if you copy the same uniqueness? Right. I think the best way they can solve their problem is what use uh, Pinterest, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And see, the, the, they're unique because they said so. Right. I'm unique. I'm to be taken care of. You kowtow to what I need, but they don't know what the hell they need. And it, and and see, no one talks about that. However, this is a this is a billion dollar question. What do the millennials want? They, they, they love to have their identity on social networks. They, and they claim to be, you know, pulling the, the globe together. We're not. We're going farther and farther apart. They don't, they don't even know what they want themselves. Like, no, for, for me, the way I see it is yeah. it became, we, we woke up in this world of everyone gets a participation trophy. It's like, no, you have to earn it. First place is first place. Second place is second place. Not everyone gets first place. You have to earn it. You you can't just get a participation trophy and ribbon right off the bat. It doesn't. It shouldn't work that way. Just you know for what I mean? Showing up. Yeah. I, I, and I think yeah. the country is recognizing that. I, I don't know about the global view of millennials. I, I obviously, you know, there's uh, the the national products of, of each country and and uh, uh, everything that's involved in that. They're going to market towards our millennials because oh, yeah. they're, it's 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 an entirely new, an entirely huge portion of our country it seems like the market it's kind of not a lot of work too if i was a marketer my job's easy as ever i'm gonna get paid six seven figures just to tweet just to instagram picture and have some cool current person musician on my instagram feed and boom okay i'm good uh, we'll call it a day a face and a blurb yeah and And we'll call it a day there's no substance i feel for today's marketing campaign uh 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 what they strive for, mm-hmm. uh, they, they've had to redefine everything that they do. <coughs> they not only have to figure out a definition for the millennials and that generation, they have to figure out what is offensive. We already know it's pretty simple. I mean, there's, there's racial, there's religion, there's, there's uh, uh, Lord knows Mr. Trump, can <laughs> he's, he's broken <laughs> pretty much every rule. But, open his mouth. Yeah, but I mean, you, ha- you, not only, you have to figure out who they are but what their what their tolerance level is, 
you know, because and like they're I, so fickle and quick to jump. Exactly, shit. Well, tolerance yeah. and also um, their attention span. Attention exactly. span. We were now, talking about that last week. Yeah, the attention span you, you can really can last maybe like time. five seconds and boom. Exactly. We're off. Now I am what is referred to uh, as an old. I'm an old, and and which is absolutely hysterical because I, I'm only 48, but that's not that's not really relevant. I'm referred to as an old because I'm Gen X. Now I'm folks. I'm sitting here with two millennials. I know. I hate the fact that we're considered millennials because I actually looked up the definition. Anyone that's born in the 80s, right, and it's not yeah, in the 30s, the kind of 35 shifted a little yeah. bit. 30, but, I think um, uh, the age 35. We're yeah. technically in it, buddy. I know we're technically in it, but the thing is, I don't want to be labeled that. I have common sense. I, like I have logic. I was raised properly. True. I know how to say ma'am and sir. I know how to open the door. I have manners. Like when I'm with my friends, I'll put my phone down and actually look at you and conversate. <laughs> this, this new generation irks me. Irks me. Like, now, now, I have to say, though. Uh, the, the the you guys are wearing logo apparel. I won't say what they are because I don't know where, where we stand legally. <laughs> uh, but but you're you're wearing logo apparel. Now I know Adam, you're wearing yours because you support your team. Sure. Yes. Till I die. Right. Cowboys boy. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, sorry. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, you are wearing uh, part of the DC universe. Yes. Now, are you wearing that because it's cool? Are you wearing that because you like it? Are you wearing that because it was clean? <laughs> how, how long, how long <laughs> am I allowed to answer this question? Because it's it's deep burning passion of mine. <laughs> like I wear this logo because I was raised upon the heydays of Adam West, and then okay. I grew into it. I grew into Michael Keaton. Yeah. I still remember my first action figure of of this uh, character. And it's, then it's, it's Batman. It's Batman. <laughs> it's Batman, it's Batman, Batman. Folks. In, case, in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, I was raised on Batman. Like Ever since I could remember, it was either Batman or Ninja Turtles. That's all it was in my life. You're That's too young for Adam West. You're, you're too young, aren't you? But I remember watching it on the uh, like old... Or... Old, um, what's well, now Fox Family or Freeform, okay? But way back in the day, it used to show all the old Adam West one. It really drew my attention, it popped, it opened, and the cheesiness I really just loved it and I grew into it. And now I was fortunate to raise in the era of Bruce Timm's Batman, remember the animated series oh, yes. with Kevin Conroy? Oh, yes. Like Kevin Conroy will always be my Batman, and Mark Hamill will always be my Joker. Those voices are so iconic. iconic. Yeah, yeah. It also got me to my passion of drawing. Thanks to those guys, they inspired me to draw and just to fall into the lore of Batman. That's why I love it. Like, I actually wear this not to be cool or be hipster about it, but, but that's like part of your inner that's me. belief yeah. system, that's me. right? Okay. Yeah. I, I understand Bruce's pain. Like, so, it know, by no him. means, you, you didn't dress yourself to be ironic no. at all. No. And, okay. Or this is me in my natural state. I guess this is yeah. me in my natural habitat. You know what I mean? But me and Adam had discussed this before. Like, when you meet fellow nerds, like, do we bust their chops right away? Do we test them? Like, how, you can always smell the fake nerd because they grab their phone right away and try to understand the conversation. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, you're coining a millennial phrase now, the fake nerd. Oh. You, you oh. See what you've done? See, I know. Oh, I hurt myself. For, uh, you well, we got to weed them out. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, as these episodes get viewed, Sam, you're, 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 they're going to call you on it. That, we're we're going to get called on it. We're going to get called on, on the whole millennial movement. It, it, it's tougher, too, especially... Nowadays, like say you're talking to to the ladies and you're trying to figure out, is she a real fan or she's just a fan because her how friend much, was How much one. nerd can we show? That's that's what. You're yeah, saying. yeah. Like, okay. Uh, here's a prime example. When you go to a midnight premiere, 
of like any Marvel movie, right? You see people wear certain shirts and you kind of think to yourself, hmm, that shirt looks too new. Looks like you just bought it at Target today. <laughs> it just had that wear and tear yeah. feeling to it, you know what I mean? When you see the real fanboys, which is there's a hole in their shirt. I mean, they got the tattoo on their arm, like they're diehard. You can tell the diehards. Okay, but but the only thing that concerns me, and and the the nerd, nerd nation is is is, they represent both the millennials, but then a subgroup, in my opinion, which is equally strong, which which are the the the, the nerds, you know, and <laughs> and now they have a place. Yes. In our in our business communities. Yes. Now keeping all this on a on a monetized level. So, so you know, all of us are paying attention, and now, thanks to Joss and 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 uh, and all the other directors that are putting these out in DC and Marvel universes, it's now a big deal. You, you know, it's oh, yeah. no longer. However, a thirty to thirty-five year old fanboy still conjures up a picture to me of of you know the guy in the basement, the guy or, in the basement yeah. with his own podcast, playing the D and D, typing and, with one hand. You know what I, I will, mean? I will countermeasure that. <laughs> I will kind of measure that uh, fanboy situation with a prime example of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Remember, we went to watch Dragon Ball Z, sure. the Fathom event? Yeah. And it, it really touched my heart when it's a 30-something-year-old guy with his son, and they're both watching Dragon Ball Z together. Sure. Like, he, he's passing on that the lineage of the love for DBZ. I was yeah, like... So, so, funny story. We went and saw this movie, and the sound cut out. Maybe about half an hour into this movie. And so for another half hour, the entire audience was doing their own Mystery Science Theater yes. 3000. And basically... And we were all on the really? same page. Yeah, we were so all on the same page. Wow. It's ridiculous. That's how, that's how you know you're sitting with true fans. Because yeah. yeah. instead of getting mad and going up to cause a riot... We were just causing a muck yeah, in the our theater own itself. Movie, you know. Yeah. So, a, so a nerd mosh pit is what you're. Uh, thank you very much. Yes. No uh, one was harmed. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> was harmed. No, no nerd was the harmed in the filming of this. Powering up a Goku. All right. Well, I wouldn't lead with that at the clubs, guys. When you're going for trying to get a date, but okay. <laughs> if she truly loves me, she will be okay with it. She's got a Dragon Ball Z tattoo on. We're good to go. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we're heading towards the end here. Uh, it's now time for Area Fifty Two. Uh, Area 52 uh, is in deference to Area 51 here uh, in Nevada, um, which is actually there. Um, we don't know what they do, but uh, I actually know people that, uh, that work there. Uh, but Area 52 is our homage to that, and it's things that, that you might not know about Las Vegas. Um, today, uh, we are going to cover pretty quickly one interesting uh, thing that I found in 1980. Now, Las Vegas being the, the, the home of gambling worldwide. In 1980, Las Vegas Hospital had to suspend workers who were betting on when patients were going to die. To the point where one nurse was even accused of murder to win the bet. Now, nice. Welcome to Vegas, where we well, bet on everything. That's right. Sounds like a that's right. dead pool. Yeah. Wing. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we'll, uh, Area 52 is going to be a pop-up in all of our episodes, so we'll try to find some, uh, some cool stuff for you guys to, um, uh, to write, write things down. Definitely a reason to come to Vegas. There's, um, we'll try to keep, we'll go to the 80s, we'll 70s, 90s, and current. Uh, we'll try to find some fun stuff for everybody to, to know. We'll even talk about some tourism things. Uh, you know, we 
all of us uh, live and die by uh, people coming and visit Vegas. So we, we definitely want everybody to come uh, and uh, have a great time. And there's, uh, there's some things you should know, and we'll cover those. Now, um, next week, we are going to have our first guest along with us, um, uh, John Thorpe. Good friend of mine. He's a linguist. But more importantly, uh, John, um, uh, he was a concierge in Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, he has, I know for a fact, he has some fantastic stories. Uh, Adam's heard a few of these stories. These are the guys that you ask to find stuff. That's right. You know, that's right. Now, everything is. Right. Now, being a concierge in Vegas is a little bit different, uh, say, in New York and uh, Chicago and the East Coast. But uh, uh, John's going to regale us with some uh, stories of being a concierge. And um, uh, Sam will be here as well. Uh, and he's going to talk about... Uh, uh, his experiences uh, with conventions and the limousine service. Um, I can uh, uh, actually inter interject a few stories about that. So uh, we'll talk about that. A lot of long nights. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about streaming uh, and how streaming is taking over the world, uh, which I'm thrilled about. But we'll talk about that. And uh, being in the film industry ourselves, uh, we're going to talk about industry filmmaking uh, and a little bit of the tech involved uh, to that. Uh, so uh, lots to cover next week. Our um, uh, episodes are going to uh, be uh, launching on Tuesdays. Uh, I'll let you know in advance if that's going to change. So uh, look for us every Tuesday. Uh, look for us on Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast uh, apps. Uh, you can find us at thepodbaydoor.com. You can find us on iTunes uh, in the podcast area under the Podbaydoor. And you can also find us at our YouTube channel, the Pod Bay Door. All of our social network uh, uh, connectivity will be coming up. Adam, thank you very much for sitting next to me again. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for listening. And Sam, uh, thrilled to have you. Uh, we're looking forward to having you on other episodes. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Talented. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.